welcome to the 107th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. Before we get started, our usual disclaimer, heavy spoilers ahead. Turn back now if you haven't seen these movies. This week we're reviewing something that I've been trying to do since Halloween, and that is the Pumpkinhead franchise. There are four movies total. The first one is Pumpkinhead from 1988. This is first time directing from Stan Winston, who of course owns Stan Winston Studios and is best known for all of the excellent practical effects he did in famous movies such as Jurassic Park, Terminator, Alien, Predator, etc. Uh, Also starring in Pumpkinhead is Lance Hendrickson. You'll remember him from also tons of stuff, including um, Terminator, X-Files, the Fox TV series Millennium, all sorts of stuff. So he's uh, the main character in the first movie, and then he also appears intermittently in the other movies. The second movie is Pumpkinhead 2. Blood Wings from 1994. The third and fourth movies were made together. Pumpkinhead Ashes to Ashes, listed as being from 2006, as a made-for-TV movie, and then Pumpkinhead Blood Feud. Where can you find these movies? The first and the fourth are on Tubi. And I think they were... (coughs) Excuse me, I think they were added uh, before Halloween. The other two are harder to find. I wouldn't suggest paying for the other two. You can find them for free on YouTube. The plot is pretty straightforward. And that is Pumpkinhead is a demon that's summoned by a witch named Haggis. So if you want to seek uh, revenge for something, you have to bring Haggis some silver coins and a dead body. And then she will resurrect Pumpkinhead, and then, of course, he'll go off and do his thing. So Ed Harley originally saw Pumpkinhead as a child, and then when he became an adult, he was running a store, and his son was outside, and some kids were on their motorcycles and carelessly ran over him and killed him. So Harley goes to summon Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead is psychically connected to whoever summons him, so the only way to get rid of him is to kill that person. And... Harley also learns that once you've summoned Pumpkinhead, you can't call him off. Trivia. I'm not going to go over all of it. Most of it is about the first movie. I'm just going to try to hit a couple of the highlights. So, Lance Hendrickson had a set of dentures made to give him a more rural look. And he also gathered all of his clothing props and even the... Uh, silver dollars that are given to Haggis, as well as a World War II pump-action shotgun and the cap that he wore throughout the movie. Apparently the set was a really fun place to work, and that's because Stan Winston made it fun for everyone, so they really enjoyed being there. The costume Florence Schaeffler wore as Haggis weighed 65 pounds. And as I said, this is directorial debut for Stan Winston. I don't know if he made any other movies after this or he just uh, stuck with practical effects. I think he just stuck with practical effects. Pumpkinhead is a cult classic since its release. um, And fans include uh, novelist Anne Rice and many other people. And it also serves as a 
prime example of how to make an effective, low-budget movie. Pumpkinhead, despite his name, doesn't resemble a pumpkin. It gets its name from the fact that its summon involved digging a corpse that's been buried in a pumpkin patch. I don't know how many corpses are buried in pumpkin patches, but there you go. The dog actor Mushroom did his own stunts in this movie and also did his own stunts in Gremlins, which was released four years previously. You can see Stan Winston's two children. Uh, they have brief cameos in this movie and are part of the Wallace clan. This movie is actually based on an original poem by Ed Justin. This film was orphaned by bankruptcy of the De Laurentiis, who we talked about before. Entertainment Group eventually garnered a spotty release when it was acquired by United Artists, which tests the film under the alternate title, Vengeance the Demon. Okay, let's see. Oh, the film debut of Mayim Balik from The Big Bang Theory. Let's see what else here. Screenwriter Mark Patrick Caducci and Gary Jeremy were inspired by the horror movies of Mario Bava, who of course did uh, Italian giallo movies. Although the FX team created the demon, Stan Winston was so busy with the directorial try that again directorial duties that he was unable to directly supervise the work. They had several different pumpkin head suits for stunt sequences as well as dead bodies and makeup. The cabin where Steve and the others go is the same one used as the Jarvis house in Friday the 13th, the final chapter. The comic Pumpkinhead, The Rites of Exorcism, was supposed to be four issues but was canceled after two. The nature of the pumpkin head is unknown, and some fans speculate that it might be the incarnation of a demon, which I think that most people agree on. The pumpkin head in this film does things such as speak, while the pumpkin heads of later films don't. Pumpkin head has pale skin, a large head with multiple lumps, and pale white eyes with reptilian-like pupils, and no irises. The large head and the fact that he's buried in a pumpkin patch give the character his name. Rather than having a nose, the character has nostrils which follow the wrinkled design, skin design above its mouth. The creature is completely hairless and has a large mouth with varied pointed and human-like teeth, etc., etc. Um, it does look somewhat like the alien model. Which is not surprising since Stan Winston did that too. Um, lots of stuff we don't really care about. 
Let's see. Spoilers. The one scene that made Lance Hendrickson want to take the role was when deceased Billy sits up and asks his father what he's done. The body count in this movie is seven. Five are killed by Pumpkinhead. So Clayton in 1957, then Steve, Maggie, Kim, and Joel 30 years later. Only Ed Harley and his son Billy aren't killed by Pumpkinhead. And that's it for the basic trivia. Why should you watch these movies? Well, I think you should just watch the first one. And it's as we said before... It's often used as an example of what you can do on a very low-budget movie if you're creative, but also it's an ex excellent example of practical effects that you don't see a lot anymore because everything is CGI. On to the recipe. It's not really a recipe, but it was uh, since I was trying to do this around Halloween, between Halloween and Thanksgiving, and it was what to do with pumpkins instead of throwing them away. So there's a number of options. Obviously, you could have eaten them, and not only is it good for making pies, but also great in ice cream. It's a major component of curries and stews. It can be turned into soups or even roasted and served just like other squash. And, of course, you can eat the seeds. Um, yeah, this is a Forbes article. Uh, but some of these I'm like, eh, I don't think so. This one says, use one as a holiday ice bucket. Okay. Incorporate them into your Thanksgiving decor. I'm not sure about putting a big giant pumpkin that you may have drawn on or carved in the middle of your table while you're eating Thanksgiving. But whatever, small pumpkins, of course, can be used as decoration. Um... This has using them for some craft ideas, including making snowmen. You can turn them into a bird feeder. And other animals, including squirrels, of course, love pumpkins. So that would be my vote of what to do. Give them to the wild animals. Number seven is use them for pots. Okay. And lastly, you can compost them. Or you can donate them to a zoo because all those animals really like pumpkins too. So that's what to do with pumpkins. I typically have taken them out for the uh, and broken them so they wouldn't get their heads stuck in them um, for the animals out in the woods. Let's see. Lastly, where to find us? We're on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We need all the help we can get. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. That's it for now. Obviously, this is a shorter one than usual because it took me so long to do it. Um, but next up, I am working right now on my list of top horror films of 2022. So hopefully that will be done this week. There's a lot of movies to look through, and 2022 was a great year for horror. So that's something very positive. So until then, stay safe, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.